Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome to the Junktime AFL Podcast. Post-Draft 2020, we're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who is very disappointed with the draft coverage. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Yeah, g'day Michael. Um, it's, you know, we haven't been on air for quite some time since we did the uh, the, the pre-draft uh, show with Craig Coombs, which has gone down an absolute treat. And I was pumped for the draft. I was excited and I just thought... You know, they want to make it like the NBA draft. They want to make it like the NFL draft. They mm-hmm. want to make an event out of it. They get the families there now. Everyone's up. You know, you're paraded about. There's fucking packages shown beforehand and stuff. And I just want to know, why did the AFL rush through it and have it all done and dusted in three or three or four hours? Like, just string the fucking thing out, people. <laughs> that I think the top ten should be done over... 10 days. Wow, so pick a day. Yeah, pick a day. So a club, so you say you've got, all right, you know the Western Bulldogs have taken um, Jamara, Jamara Hagen. Is that how you say it? Oogle. Uh, Jamara Hagen. that's right. Jamara Hagen. they've taken him, you know that, Adelaide sitting there, they've got 24 hours. Can you imagine the flipping and the flopping you'd be doing over 24 hours and then Adelaide supporters, they get involved and they can, you know, put it on their Twitter and say, hey, uh, we're thinking about taking this guy. Then they've got 24 hours for the fan feedback to go, don't you fucking dare take that bloke. We fucking hate his, his shit. For sure. And we know the Crows fans would be very delicate in their choice of words. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So I just think massive missed opportunity by the AFL. Like they they want to maximise their time. We've got nothing else going for us at the moment. Sure. Right? The, the T20s have finished. The tests haven't started. Yep. What the fuck are sports fans supposed to do? AFL, drag it out. 10 days, top 10, and then you can do like, uh, you can probably do the ne- the rest, uh, you know, the, the next 50, I suppose, in a day. You know, but I think giving clubs five minutes to make their next choice, I think it's too, it's just too short. I mean, like, that, yeah, that, I mean, panic stations. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You rush. You're like, oh, I didn't mean to say, I didn't mean to pick a tall forward. I meant to go, uh, uh, you know, a back pocket player. Yeah, sure. Like, it's like sauce at Carlton. Like, every time he's just like, oh, fuck, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, fuck, yeah. did I do that? Oh, oh, what that? Oh, oh, I picked my third and fourth kid. Oh, jeesh, I fucked up. Because he's under pressure. He didn't know who else to pick. <laughs> Did you watch the coverage? I did watch. Uh, I don't think I watched the whole thing, but I watched a bit of it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I thought it looked, you know, looked fine. Um, they uh, for the junk timers didn't watch it. They would do a pick, and then they'd do a bit of uh, a package on the person, mm-hmm. um, which made me think that maybe they knew who they were going to pick. Um, and so I think no, that's just that's just good producing, mate. That's <laughs> thinking on your feet. <laughs> so the clubs had about five minutes, and then they'd um they'd you know do the next peak and all that kind of stuff. Um, yep. 
And so can we talk about Craig Coombs? We had him on the last show doing a draft yes, preview and a absolutely. trade a trade recap. Um, so we, Adam, uh, mm. have got 8 yes. out of 10 again. We. That is fucking fantastic. We are Fuck so good. good at picking we the draft. Are, yeah, we are really good. I'm, I'm, I won't be surprised if we're not on uh, Club List next year. <laughs> Where's our fucking trade radio station, hey? Hey? When are I we going to get on there? Who wouldn't want to listen to Junk Time's trade <laughs> scenarios? <laughs> What's your take on, um, so Jamara Ugelhagen went pick number one for the Western Bulldogs. Now, the Adelaide Crows called him out, but because he's a, an academy player, mm-hmm. it meant that the Bulldogs got to um, call it out and say, hey, we'll give up a few later picks so we can get him. What's your take on that, Michael? Well, Hawthorne got fucked over by the Swans with pick five. So we had pick five and then, well, we jumped down the list, pick five, and so the Swans called that, and they had an academy player, Braden Campbell. Oh, so, so Swans got four and five then. They did get four and five, yeah. They got Logan and Braden. Um, you know, good common names. And They are. Uh, then we went down to six. We got Denver. <laughs> we got Denver. <laughs> Denver, good, good. And I, then think, there was I, think, the, the I think officially the first person to ever play for Hawthorne called Denver. <laughs> I think we can <laughs> safely say that. Uh, well, you haven't gone back through the through the annals, <laughs> but you know you could be could be confident in that. Yeah, I feel like in nineteen you know thirty one there weren't too many Denvers running around in the brown. No, goal. I wouldn't have thought so. No, it would have been just Georges. So there would have been. Let me think. So, well, number one would have been an academy pick, and then number five an academy pick. Yeah. Um, and then I'm not totally sure about the rest, but uh, but I don't I don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. Adelaide finished on the bottom, right? They were they were the worst team for the first sixteen weeks. Yeah. Or, 14 or however, however many we played this season, they deserve to get the best player in the draft to allow them to rise back up. Because as we know, the number one pick instantly means that you are going to rise back up. Bryce Gibbs, uh, Mark Murphy, uh, Matthew Cruiser. It means that you are going to be <laughs> yeah, one yeah. of the best teams the following year. There is no doubt about that. <laughs> there will be I a think dynasty. the Adelaide Crows... <laughs> who? There'll be a dynasty. Exactly. That's coming. And I just think that it, it's... And I'm not having a crack at the Bulldogs because they're just doing what the system says they can do. Yeah. But I just think it's fucking bullshit. Mm. And they just got Adam Trelaw and now they've got this guy. And I am seeing a three-peat coming for the Western Bulldogs. And I think it's rubbish. Um, I don't know. You haven't watched the highlights of Jamara, but he does look pretty fucking awesome. Like, he does have a bit of the... Uh, and you could jump on YouTube and just type in his name. Um, he's got a bit of Buddy Franklin's about him. Like, he... No, I think maybe two or three inches shorter than Buddy, but yeah, has okay. has a the silkiness about him. Yeah, a lot of fun and games about him. Yeah, so it's going to be and really he fun he to said watch he's actually come out and said I want to be I want to be the next Buddy Franklin, and hopefully he also means that off the field as well, <laughs> because I think for too long we've missed out. Like we've got Dusty. Uh-huh. But Dusty's a little bit different to the way Buddy used to roll. And I think, <laughs> you know, Dusty, he likes to keep it low key. He doesn't like to be in the spotlight. But Buddy, when Buddy was flying before he got married, I tell you what. Yeah, yeah. The stories you used to hear about Buddy, they were pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, Buddy's got uh, baby number two coming up very shortly. I uh, see. He's, he's, he's finished. He's finished as a football. He's D- finished as. There's dude, no fun in that for us. Dude, okay. So I've lived in Sydney for like maybe two and a half years out of three years. Yep. And the one thing I want to see in my mm. life is to mm. see Buddy Franklin in a football in real life in Sydney. Yeah, Like that absolutely. would fulfill every, tick every box. I can I can move back to Melbourne after that. I'd just be like, <laughs> That's <laughs> I, why you're I've done there. everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just to see Buddy. But to like, to, to seem like it, it, ha- it would have to be Bondi Beach. And Where does he live? Do you know that? Do you know I, the si- suburb? I, I feel like around that area, I'm going to go with like yep. a Bronte, Coogee kind of area. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Um, 
I Not mean, a Tamarama man? Nah, 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 nah. Doesn't have the cachet. No, no. Okay, interesting. But I, I want to see Buddy at mm. the, I think it's the far left. If you're looking at Bondi Beach, <laughs> I feel like a camera side. But yep. there's like a workout area. And I, I just want oh, to yeah, see, you want him there. I just want to see Buddy there. I just want to see Buddy there. Football right, Junk Timers. You're getting a and window then, then into my Michael's mind. Yeah, uh, Junk Timers, you're getting a window into Michael's mind here. He wants to see a sweaty, ripped <laughs> Buddy Franklin doing pull-ups on Bondi Beach. <laughs> and then I'll go, up to him. I'll go up to him and I go, yeah. hey, Buddy, yeah. we met like about, you know, six years ago uh, at yeah. a Hawthorne function. And mm. um and we asked you about your t-shirt range, and you said, uh yeah, we're uh, we're selling them in Harrods. Uh, do you know Harrods? And I said, yeah, I know Harrods, mate. <laughs> yeah, don't you know who I'm talking to? <laughs> we know Harrods, mate. <laughs> yeah. Which function was this at? Was that at a grand final event? No, that was the thing. I went with Limo. I think maybe start of 2014. They um yep. uh they'd hand out jumpers to the um people who would sponsor the players. Oh, okay. So Lima has a Hawthorne group, um, and they sponsored Jed Anderson. So it was down at the um, the museum at the um, MCG. Okay. Yeah, but got to chat to Buddy. But he, the kind of guy where he's so tall, you feel like you need to talk louder for him you to project. hear. Project. Yeah, you feel like like he's so far up in the air. So you said, "I love you," quite <laughs> loudly. <laughs> oh, no, actually, would have it would have been twenty fourteen, obviously, because by then he left. He was a traitor. Uh, so it would have oh, yeah. been start of twenty thirteen. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah, and I looked him in the eye. Year. I said, "If you ever fucking leave us, <laughs> I'm gonna go if to Harrods go, and I'm gonna cut you your If you go to GWS, up. my friend, if you go to GWS, <laughs> I will fuck you up. Tell you what, mate, ten year contracts never work. Never work for anyone. Yeah. No, don't do it. But there's also uh, so people have come out. So the draft obviously happened last night. There's sixty or eighty new players, I suppose, getting around. No, maybe it's sixty. I think they had reduced numbers. And there's been a bit of a uh, a blueprint given to a draftee, and this one has come from. Renowned, according to the article, sports and performance performance psychologist Jackie Lauder, mm-hmm. who has worked with Collingwood and Melbourne Storm and previously North Melbourne. And so she's got a bit of a checklist of what the players, the new players, the rookies should do when they get to the club of how to sort of navigate their first year. So number one, she says to make a list of the people who matter, Michael. Now she says, um, you know, when you start an AFL career, you're going to be rubbing shoulders with a lot of people who... Are going to want to, you know, touch on touch into your fame and stuff. And she says, make a list of all your mates who you had when you were 18. Just so you remember where you came from. And I reckon what you should do is you get that list and you fucking burn those motherfuckers <laughs> as quickly as you can because you are going to meet so much better people now that you are famous. Make a list and go, when those motherfuckers come to me asking for cash, sure. I just say, oh, fuck off. Sure, sure. But also, let's make a point too, like a rookie will be making about 90 grand. So yes. they're, not, they're not rolling in it when they when they play the first one or two years. Not yet, not yet. But also, you know, make a list of the people who matter, you know, uh, your drug dealers, your nightclub um, uh, promoters, mm-hmm. people who can get you drink cards. Make that, That's the fucking important list. The influences that you need to start dating. That's Once you become a footballer. Really good point, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, Nadia Bartel, she now has a partner, but, you know, f- for a while she was on the market. She was on the market. A lot of players so you missed need out. To make. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that, you'd be spewing as, as a draftee. You go, oh, <laughs> mate, I, just, I was just about to become 
a fucking rookie, uh, you know, an AFL listed <laughs> player, and now Nardi's off the market. This I don't I don't know if I want to keep going in football. Oh, it's bullshit. Yeah, I might I yeah, might retire. Bullshit. Retire now. Yeah. <laughs> no games played. <laughs> I'm going to pre-retire. The next one, she says, stay at home. Stay at home. Very interesting. Yeah. Now, now, she means stay at home is in terms of like living with the family as opposed to yes. stay at home, like don't go out on a Friday, Saturday night. Yes, yes. And basically, because she says there's a lot going on in your first year and she says um, this is the first time they've done footy as a full-time job and the first time they've had major weights programs, so they're going to be exhausted. Mm. So basically, if you can, stay at home where you've got mum and dad and they can do everything for you. So become a, a lazy, entitled fuck yeah. is what she's suggesting you become. For sure. Oh, mum, mum, I did weights today. I can't do the washing now. <laughs> oh, mum, I, I can't do that. We ran a 3K time trial, mum. Can you cook me a uh, third dinner? And you also could be uh, earning more than mum and dad. Um, and so oh, you're yeah, just you like, you know, you know, living free board, free rent, uh, free food. And yeah. you're going, fucking, I'm not lifting a finger because I'm yeah. an AFL player. Yeah, going to, your, going to your dad. Hey, 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 you're living under my roof, dad. <laughs> so uh, you fucking, you go out and you wash my car, mister, <laughs> or, else, or else you and mum fucking go find your own place. Number three, she says, build relationships at the club. Uh, I, I disagree with that. I say get in there and start burning bridges. That's Even before you've fucking built the bridge, burn them. Very interesting. Build them, burn them straight away. Show them who's top dog. Walk in there day one and just go... Fucking the biggest bloke you can find, just bang, punch square between the eyes and just say, like in prison, just go, I'm the, I'm the fucking top dog here now. Yeah, sure. So you walk in and you're like eating mm. eating McDonald's french fries mm-hmm. and uh, Stewie Jew comes up and says, can I have yep. one? And you go, no nah. way, mate. No way. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> They're all for me. <laughs> yeah, or, or you just dump them on the floor in front of him <laughs> and... And because he would still eat those, you mash them into the astroturf of the change room. <laughs> and because he would still eat those, you piss on it. <laughs> and even though he would still <laughs> eat them. <laughs> yeah, that's right. that's right. Number four, grab a coffee with senior mm. players. Yeah. So suck up is basically what it's saying. So say, did each club say have maybe three or four draftees uh, this, this week? So if you see like, say... Say you're at Collingwood and, you know, your fellow draftee goes for um, a coffee with Scott Pendlebury. Mm-hmm. Where does that leave you? You're like, oh, fucking hell, he got in there first. Well, who am I having coffee with? What am I going out with fucking Jordan Goey? What am I going to learn from him? Yeah, sure. But, I mean, I think what the trade period showed us uh, for Collingwood mm-hmm. that um, no matter how good a player <laughs> you are, <laughs> you'll still get shown the door. Yeah. yeah. And, by the way, they'll find a way to blame it on your wife. <laughs> they will yes, do that. Yes, that's right. And it's good to know that early on. So you sit oh, down with Pendles and he says, all right, mate, so you're going to be here for two, maybe five years. That's what it says on your contract. Yeah, we've, but, yeah um, you know that thing you signed like last year, yeah. like, yeah, five years. Like, uh, yeah. yeah, that thing, uh, we don't worry, we don't care about that anymore. Doesn't bother us. Uh, what, what I would suggest to you, though, um, don't make anything permanent in your locker because you may mm-hmm. have to pack it all up on a whim. Mm-hmm. You may never come back here. Don't, don't become really good friends. With a lot of these dudes you see in the change rooms. Can we talk about that for a minute? I mean, I know we talked about it with Coombsy last time, um, yes. the last pod, but uh, even a month later, like, I find it fucking amazing, like, how much they well, fucked up that trade period. And they're still arguing about who's going to pay the, like, the three. Yeah, yeah. I think, Negotiating. I think the Western Bulldogs wanting to pay 300 grand of the contract yeah. and Collingwood are going, oh, no, we're not doing that. It's like, oh, I think yeah. you fucking are. Yeah, yeah. Like, they're going to have to. They're going to have to. Like, uh, I find it remarkable. And also by the fact that, 
you would find very few people who had ill will against the two players. Like, people like them. Well, that's not what I heard coming out of Collingwood. Oh, if you, from uh, fucking Nathan Buckley. <laughs> <who> fucking, <laughs> yeah. If you heard the jungle drums, mate, the oh players, they didn't, like, they didn't like Trelaw and, and his and he's lippy ways. You ever seen him on Fox footy? He was oh like, God. he was honest God. and he was nice. God. And he... You know, came from uh, you know, came from a commission house. I mean, he was the lowest of the fucking low. And I think Collingwood's culture now, now that they've cleared out the likes of an Adam Trelaw, <laughs> they are going to be. And uh, who, who's the player that you picked up, Phillips? Yeah, Phillips. There, we got him. Phillips. Like a I mean, set of steak knives. Yeah, yeah. Can I just say though, um, I'm a fan of steak knives, and I don't like the way <laughs> steak knives. I mean, you're eating a steak. What are you going to use? Good point. Good point. Yeah, you fair use enough. a fucking steak knife. You get a fucking, <laughs> you get a butter knife. Fucking useless to you. It's like it's like he's a, a set of butter knives. Well, fuck a steak man. knife you when, can use when, for butter. When, when you put it like that, then then I'm worried. Yeah. Like maybe Hawthorne gave away too much. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. What are you eating your steaks with? Uh, Hawthorne's gonna have to become a vegan club. And number five. Oh, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Don't rush into getting a manager. You got to rush into getting a manager. How, how else are you gonna? How else are you gonna have someone to not take your calls? For who, sure, for that sure. has no idea the lay of the land. No, who do, hasn't point. spoken to the club. Doesn't even know whether you're interested in changing clubs. You know, uh, uh, louder here. She said she ran this uh, idea past Pickers, and oh, did she? Pickers had no idea what she was talking about. <laughs> he didn't even know the draft was coming on. <laughs> My idea would be to rush into getting uh, Ricky Nixon on board. Yeah, I would good get, point. If you're a, if you're an 18 year old, because mm-hmm. he would he would own access to a lot of your friends. <laughs> uh, oh he was god. probably he was probably at the draft last night, just going, uh, "How old's your sister? Oh uh, god, any, oh god, you got any high school friends I can knock around with? Oh fuck, Ricky. Mate. Then the, the next one. I mean, really, come on. Limit your social media presence. I mean, now is the time to cash in, yeah. draftees. Yeah, for sure. Like, when has social media ever hurt anybody, ever? No, never. Like, has when has social media ever had about 15 million South Americans mm. put a person's Wanna address on, t- yeah. on, on the internet? I can't remember. <laughs> I can't remember that at all. This is the perfect time to... Uh, so, if you get drafted, I would say get on every... Um, Platform you can mm-hmm. instantly put up a TikTok dance of you, uh, you know, dancing in your new jumper. Um, get on Instagram, you selling matcha tea um, in your new jumper. You yep. know, just get on there and flog the shit out of yourself because you know what if you're injured in two years and you never play again and you haven't maximised your social media presence. Yeah, you got followers. She's yeah, got this yeah. Wrong. yeah. So you can yeah use that to build another another uh, career. Yeah, yeah. Uh, get on Parlor. You on Parlor? Yeah. I absolutely am. That's uh-huh. uh, that's where I get all my right wing um, uh, views from. But what I loved about pre-draft was they were giving us sort of um, you know uh, rundowns of, of the players that were going to get drafted, and you know everyone was doing their mock um, their their mock drafts and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But they talked about uh, there was an article about Collingwood's uh, next generation academy star, uh, Reef McKinnis, McKins. I'm not quite sure how you'd say it. But they told us that he now. How's this, mate? This sets you apart from. This has got Brody Grundy written all over <laughs> this, right? He likes to go. You ready, Michael? He likes to go. Junk timers. He likes to go op shopping. No way. 
Oh, mate, he says a Vinnie's, uh, the article says a Vinnie's or Savers in Brunswick might not be where you'd expect to see an 18-year-old from Melbourne, eastern suburbs, who was to captain Scotch College's football team. He, he goes to Scotch, yeah. but on weekends... Mate, he, go, he, go, he heads to fucking Brunswick. He did. Can he, you believe uh, that? He went at 20. He lowers himself. He went at 23, yeah. So he was meant to captain. I, I, I imagine Scotch didn't play this year. So yeah. how, how would you paint Scotch College for our international and uh, listeners not in Victoria? Well, I would say it's an upper, like a school above yours, even better than the Xavier College that you went to. You, you played in that kind of comp with all those um, toffee cockheads yeah where did scotch sit for you did you have a hated relationship with them were they rivals but but yeah i think i think yeah scotch is obviously regarded as like a upper echelon i suppose would they wear boater hats perhaps uh that's a good question i don't really know that's a good question yeah you could probably find a good boater hat in uh, vinnie's or savers did i tell you this we might need to cut this out Did, did i tell you i'm on a i'm on a i'm on a pedophile website <laughs> what? No. No, you failed to mention that. What sort of show is this? So in my old school, there's a website um, yep. that um, talks about uh, abuses and. Uh, yeah, right. There's a lot of serious allegations towards your school. Oh, obviously, yeah, and and yeah. and and fuck every single person fucking involved in that shit. Um, but there's a section on the website, and it's um, notable alumni. Oh, and, okay. And Michael. it says Michael Chamberlain, comedian. And even though it's a website devoted to horrific abuse, there's part yeah. of me that's like, yeah, it's, things are working out all right. <laughs> <laughs> They're acknowledging me. This is good. Is that fucked up? Can we hear that? Or? But it says, this is what Reef says about it, because uh, he says he's passionate about it. He says, it's something different, but I love getting out of the house and going down to Brunswick or somewhere and looking through a lot of shops and the retro stores and eating different food down there. No way. And having a good day. Mate, different food. Have you ever been to Brunswick Street? <laughs> they have like stuff from Turkey. There's um, there's like uh, Lebanese restaurants. You can see Chinese people down there. <laughs> like, fuck, man. For our international listeners and even people interstate, like I, I used to live in Brunswick and some of the things that I would eat down there. Like there once, mate. Uh, get this, Michael. No once, way. I ate Nepalese. No way. From Nepal. <laughs> from Nepal. And it, Vinny's and, uh, and Savers, they weren't even open. I just went to Sydney Road. And sometimes, like, uh, you can go to the pubs and get Australian food if you want, uh-huh. if you're kind of a bit fucking weird. Yeah. But I'll tell you what. And he says, I usually do get some secondhand clothes and CDs, bags, that sort of thing. Stuff that is modern retro style. <laughs> God, I fucking hate young people. I hate young people so much. Mate, you know what? Instantly, he's going out for an oat latte with Brody Grundy. Michael, it's time to get excited. The pandemic is over, which means the AFL kitchen and bar at Melbourne Airport, Tullamarine, has officially opened and fucking aren't we excited? Well, I'm not totally sure if it's officially opened yet, Adam. Okay, <gasps> hold your horses, hold your horses. Well, that's a good point, actually. That's yeah. a very good point because it would be on the news. I would have known about it. I well, that's heard the about thing. It. That's the thing. I mean, they would have... It'd be like when they sell, like, a new upgrade of the Apple phone. Like, there'd be people yeah. at the front, wouldn't there? So we'd all... Mm. We'd all, as people traditionally do when they go to the airport, mm. we would catch the fucking bus to get to the airport because <laughs> there's no fucking <laughs> yeah, train yeah. line. Yeah. Uh, and so we'd go to the airport, but we have had a, 
a sneak peek of the menu from Damo. Uh, sent a message on um, uh, Facebook. Junk time out for yep. pod. Uh, and it's uh, uh, it looked shut, but it's about to open. Also about the fact that, you know, planes are now flying, you know, to Sydney, Queensland, stuff like that. Borders are open. Yeah, and I mean, this is probably why those German tourists who skipped quarantine in Sydney, they probably wanted to come straight to Melbourne um, to get to... The AFL kitchen and bar. Yeah. yeah. That, that's Why else would you come from Germany in the middle of a pandemic? They You'd would go, have been oh. hearing about it, yeah, from all the yeah, way... Yeah, absolutely. In, and in Munchen, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. But what a menu. What a... Oh, I'll tell you what, junk timers. If you are not from Melbourne, I apologise that we're... I'm about to make you so fucking jealous. You're going to salivate. Oh, my God. <laughs> Top. So it goes... It's, it's it's written in price. It's like uh, listed in pricing, mm-hmm. um, as it turns out. Kicking off. And th- you just wouldn't expect this from the AFL, but they have what is known as a chicken palmer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about that for twenty three dollars? That's I tell you what, for the airport, that's reasonable price. That's actually not too bad a price. Yeah, so you get a crumb yeah. chicken breast, uh, mm. Virginian ham, tomato Ooh, that ragu, Virginian ham. Uh, cheese, uh, slaw. Yeah, yeah, and fries for twenty three. Twenty three is not too bad actually. Maybe the AFL is bringing their 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 uh, prices to the airport like they're bringing their prices to the game. Where they, you know, remember they they reduced the costs of. They did. A couple of years ago. They did. Uh, then they've got, if you don't want a Palmer because it's a bit too fancy for you, mm. you can go the chicken schnitzel, which I kind of like. You know, a couple of options there. Then it gets weird, right? So then at the, out of the middle of nowhere and in an all the whole fucking menu, they just go, the rookie beef burger. That's what I thought. They, they, they don't give a fancy name to the first two, but then they give the no, rookie beef burger. No, and then following it is... Following it is a chicken sandwich, a Caesar salad, and a yogi bowl. Yeah. For, fucking, for the weirdos out there who've gone, oh, I'm really healthy. I'll go to the AFL kitchen and bar <laughs> and get something healthy. But the rookie beef burger just is really strange. It is. Kind of out of nowhere. I feel like you go all or nothing. So you kind of should have given, yeah, you know. The, that's what I thought. Yeah. Like what would you call the chicken parma? So like the uh, the Prestige Como Parma? Yeah, yeah. Something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, rolls yeah. off the tongue. <laughs> and then they've got it really annoys me and it's fucking it's really shit the breaky burger now it's fucking brekky it's b-r-e-double-k-y not breaky that shits me whoever fucking put this together that's why this restaurant will be um shut down within a year because people will walk past and go i'll have a a breaky burger how 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 high up do you reckon this menu went? Like, do you reckon Gil's ticking off on the menu? You would hope so. I mean, I'd imagine he'd want to. You know, because he knows, like, <laughs> the AFL kitchen and bar at Melbourne Airport. Mm. Like, that's basically like the... I mean, people talk about, you know, you know they, they build marble, all that kind of stuff, you know. Yeah, but yeah. it's like, this is... This is making break stuff. Like this is oh, absolutely. This is, this goes down. I mean, well, this is footy Gil, goes down. This is Gil's legacy, right here. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, what I love, I imagine that they sat around and said, "We need a name for the beef burger people. What are we doing?" <laughs> and they're going, "Ah, oh, the um, the oh, fuck the beef burger. Wow, the um, the the veteran beef burger. They're like, nah, that sounds really chewy and shit." Sheesh. They go, "Oh, the rookie beef burger, which actually makes it sound like it's really a calf, like veal." <laughs> If it's rookie. You know, I like the idea too, that if there's ever a, a punch-on in the uh, AFL yep. kitchen bar, mm. I like to think that um, Crusoe is there in the arc watching the footage. 
Oh, absolutely he would be. Yeah, and the, uh, the Black Ops Integrity Unit, they'll be fucking all over that shit. Oh, mate, we've, we're adding so much work to Chris's, you know, workload. Like, he's already yeah, kind of coming, you know, eight games a week. Nine games a week? Yeah, Nine true. games a week, yeah. Nine and games now, a week, yeah. And now on top of that, he has to cover the CCTV. The <laughs> <laughs> AFL Kitchen and Bar. Okay, if you want so a snack, you get popcorn yeah. chicken, mm. salt and pepper cal- calamari, buffalo yeah. hot wings, fries. Yeah. And again, Very American, like, this. But no fancy names there. No, no. But then, but then they go to pizza. Yeah. And you've got your midfielder's margarita. Mm-hmm. Weird. Your premiership pepperoni. Weirder. And then Hawaiian. Hawaiian. Like, <laughs> can you think of anything with H? Nah. <laughs> Hawthorne? Nah. Harusalakis. It's, <laughs> right, it's right in front of it's you. Right there. It's staring yeah, you exactly. in the face. Yeah. Harusalakis Hawaiian. Bloody hell. And I what know. I love too is that it's a AFL kitchen and bar. So they've said kitchen first. This is this place is all about your food. Bar secondary. They haven't even listed the, the drinks aren't even listed on this particular they menu that we're looking yeah. at. Because it's all about the kitchen. So when you go there, you know you are getting I'm surprised maybe that's been edited out. You can't see the Michelin hats. <laughs> on the menu, but it would be a hatted restaurant because Gil, you know, he he's you know from the uh, the top end of town. Yeah, sure, sure. Hey, can we look? Um, maybe we'll put this picture up on um, our socials. But can you look yep. to the left of the menu? Okay, so yep. there's a picture of a ground. I'm I'm not sure which one it is. I think it looks like the MCG. I think it might be. Yeah, but can we yeah. can we look at it like how it's like? Almost empty. Almost empty. Yeah, like <laughs> that's a really that, good point. That is not good advertising for the <laughs> AFL. It's like, hey, do you like this food? <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, what about the game? Well, there's no one there at uh, it either. Yeah, not really. We've got uh, a Frio North Melbourne game. But there's like maybe eight people in the crowd. It looks like it's raining. <laughs> and there's like yeah, why wouldn't you have the grand final day when everyone's decked out in the same colours yeah, and it, you like know, got a bit of a carnival atmosphere there's, to it? There's probably like about a hundred seats available to be filled, and yeah. none <laughs> none of them are. Yeah, <laughs> our food is as sad as our crowds. <laughs> there's literally no one there. <laughs> yeah, it's fucking bizarre. That is funny. But I'll tell you what, the AFL, they have not stopped with just the AFL kitchen and bar. They are fucking ramping everything up. Marvel Stadium now, the old uh, the old Telstra Dome, the old Colonial Stadium, mm-hmm. is getting a $225 million upgrade. And I tell you what, Michael, do you, if you look at that, so if you look at the article which was on AFL.com mm-hmm. and they've done an artist rendering, which is the first photo that you look at. And I tell you what, that is just, they have paid someone to do what they think will happen once this $225 million upgrade has happened. Now, all I can see that they've done is put fireworks into a picture. Yep, it does look like kind of maybe like uh, when the Ewoks are celebrating at the end of Return of the Jedi. I know, yeah. I know you haven't yeah. seen that film because you're an adult. Um, no, no, no. You know what? You know when I saw it? When I was a fucking child. <laughs> Um, but I also love the fact that here comes the hate. Uh, that there's thousands of people streaming through the doors for a North mm. Melbourne St Kilda game. Never gonna happen. Where do you get North Melbourne from? From the fucking blue and white on the left. I would see there's there's blues people with blues banners, and then there's a Western Bulldogs flag on the right, and then I think 
a Polish flag oh, on no, the actually, right no, as well. Oh, no, actually, no, you're right. You're right. I think that is actually Carlson. Yeah, yeah. Now we go down to the next level. Yeah. Uh, having said that, my statement still stands. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it's getting a $220 million. Now, has that been officially started yet or, like, has that money come to the AFL yet? Uh, that's a very good point. I don't think it has started, but I haven't been... Oh, no, hang on. No, I've been down to Docklands for... Um, the front bar, and I haven't seen any kind of works going on around it, but I do enter from like Lonsdale or La Trobe Street, so it's kind of hard to see. But I tell you what, it's going to be fucking unbelievable when you get down there. They're having, mate, it's got like a, a town square, yeah, yeah, which is what if you ever go uh, to any city around the world, the first place you want to go to is the town square. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. That's mm-hmm. the first place I always go to. So it's going to be uh, Town Square transforming the space into a seven-day-a-week open and accessible area to gather Monday to Sunday sure. or when attending a sporting event or concert. Fucking hell, mate. I, even if my team's not playing, I'm probably just going to go down there and hang out in the Town Square. That's the thing. I mean, I've always thought to myself uh, mm. when I wake up in Melbourne, when I get to get to town, I mean, I'll, I'll be yeah. there for Christmas and the like, and yep, yep. Uh, probably get there, you know, 22nd, 23rd. And I know first thing I'm going to do yeah. is head down to Marvel and just hang out because <laughs> Why wouldn't you? it's the heart of Melbourne, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It has changed. It used to be, you know, probably you'd say around Burke Street is where you'd see most people, but people in Burke Street would be like, where is everyone? <laughs> and they're like, well, that's the town... That's the town square, you fucking moron. Oh, the one at Marvel. Oh, yeah. Okay, um, you know. So the AFL website here has a lot of pictures, and maybe we can post this online as well when we put up the pod, mm. but um, a lot of pictures. What are the odds, do you reckon, that any of Marvel looks like these sketches, like when it's completed? Like, I, I reckon mm. they will not look like that at all. They won't look like this at all. For one, there won't be that amount of people. Yeah, there are people there. <laughs> like, on a weekday. <laughs> yeah. And they're going to have a night market down there. Like now, Victoria Market really? is the night market in really? Melbourne. I suppose if you live in the Docklands, yeah. you may go, we'll go to the night market here because it's just across the road. Sure. But the Docklands, if you're not, again, fucking hell, we're really, um, it's very Melbourne centric today. But if you are from interstate or overseas, the Docklands area is one of the saddest fucking precincts you've ever seen. And it got even sadder last year. Because they had this pier where they had the rising star and they have a lot of functions um, that got shut down. So it was like the one attraction that was actually working down there and the pier was deemed um, unsafe and they had to close it. And that's still closed. The one thing I connect to Docklands is just wind. Like, it's just yep. just windy. Yeah. And it's just unpleasant. And also, former footballers and drug dealers live there and they're all fuckheads. That's why I love to go there. <laughs> but Adam, the AFL hasn't stopped there. What? They're so busy. How can they? How can they have time for anything else when they've come up with a, a menu for the AFL bar? Uh, sorry, kitchen and bar, and done an upgrade with Marble that is going to have fireworks probably twenty four seven. That's where the two hundred and twenty five mil has been tipped into. <laughs> Every time you go to the town square, it's just boof, boof, boof. Dude, they're flat chat. They're flat chat. Mm. Kill has been what working twenty four seven. It has. We got uh, some rule changes as well. About time. You know what? They don't tinker enough. The AFL. I f- they don't tinker enough. Yeah, I I like the idea that every year they kind of change five to ten laws <laughs> of the game. <laughs> Absolutely, and make just, it really just confusing. Keep people on their toes. 
And then, as the season goes on, kind of either relax or tighten the rules without telling anyone about it so that yep, the, uh, yep. the fans get even more and more frustrated. That is what I love that they do. <laughs> so they've, they've brought in a few. They're, they're nothing major. So they were uh, unhappy, basically, with the amount of scoring done this year. The scores were kind of low. There were a lot of three to four goal games, yeah. you know, at halftime at the most. And, you yeah. know, it was, it was kind of shitty, but also... It was seven, 16 minute quarters, and it was just players were in hubs, and it was just a weird time. So you just imagine it wasn't going to be free flowing, no matter what happened. I think this year. I think we can agree. Like I was talking about this with a friend the other day. Like it was kind of a shitty year until finals. Did you get that impression? Yeah. And then, yeah. like, I mean, that first week of finals was amazing, but I think also that first week of finals kind of triggered in the players' heads. They go like, "Well, step up. We might as well win the grand final." Yeah, like we've you know done all the work. We're here now. Yeah, and and so I think finals was when players kind of kicked into gear and were like, yeah, let's go for it, let's do it. But before that, we were all a bit kind of yeah, footy's footy, you know. There and there, yeah, there were uh, and admittedly there were a lot of shit games. So the AFL has come out and said, well, there'll be no more shit games after this because yeah, we are we are introducing some rule changes here, people, and expect. Well, you know what? Next year we'll be going. There's too many goals being kicked. Yeah. Like we'll get like, tired. You know, in the words of Trump, we'll get tired of winning. I think. Yeah, right. exactly. Like when you, when say Carlton and Hawthorne play, and mm-hmm. there's 95 goals kicked in the game, sure. and you are just sick of fucking. Your hands will be bleeding. Yeah, from sure. applauding so much. Yeah, yeah. Well, they have to make the uh, the record um, A3, just so we can put all the goals, <laughs> <laughs> put all the goals in the, in the pages. Yeah, like when you when you run out to celebrate a player's 200th goal, <laughs> the AFL are just going to be like, well, this has gone insane. Yeah, like you know five minutes before the quarter time break in round five. Like, you'll be like... Yeah, that's guys. right. Yeah. It's over the top. Yeah. He kicked 62 in a match. <laughs> so now they're going to have uh, 75 interchange uh, per yeah. match. So that was 90 last year. Um, well, I always thought... Did you notice when you were sitting at the game and you, you could feel the change in a game when they hit that 76th rotation? I was actually going to ask you the question, like, did you actually yeah. even notice that? Like, did you know that 90 was the, the, the limit? I reckon if you had pressed me, I might have said it was around 100. But yeah. no, I, I don't think I did. And has any club ever gotten to halfway through the third uh, last quarter and gone, we're fucking out. We're out of rotations. That's a really good point, yeah. Who, who um, uh, makes the point of them you know who adds them up there has to be someone because it can't be the emergency umpire because he's on the lookout for fights oh yeah for sure the spy yeah 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 um so it must be an afl official who's just got you know like the um the clickers that security have at, at pubs and just sit there and click 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 because i think the ones at quarter half and three quarter time don't count oh okay so well like if two players get taken off at halftime. And yeah. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Pretty sure they don't go to your total. But I wonder if 75... So what they want to do is that they've got this big thing in their head about fatiguing players. They want to tire people out. So I say what you do is you get like SAS style, and I don't mean like drink out of a prosthetic leg sort of thing, but <laughs> you... you um, Your mates. You put the players into stress positions the day before. So for, for 24 hours before, you play loud music, they're in really brightly lit rooms, they can't sleep. You want to tire them out. There are other ways to tire players out. I mean, let them party. From They have to party. If, you're, if your um, midfield isn't seen at a nightclub on the Thursday night, you lose draft picks. Yeah, good point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah bring like, some don't make them fatigued on the field. Tire them out days before. So I have another one here for um, standing on the mark. 
the defending Good. player will only be mm. permitted minimal lateral movement on the mark. Yeah. So they move from side to side. Fair enough. If the defending player moves off the mark in any direction prior to play on, being called 50-meter penalty. So if you're on the mark, you have to kind of stand similar. So Still. So what happens then yeah. for the people... When ha- usually when they're having a shot for goal after the um, siren, you know, yeah. in the after the final quarter. Oh, what about the dudes who there are ten people behind them, and there's always one doing the um, cartwheel. Yeah, so how's <laughs> that's that work? true. Uh, if you can cartwheel on the spot, which you know, takes some skill, then uh, but that's you know that's something that they'll obviously practice in the off season. Like Clarko, the master tactician, will come down and go. All right, fellas, I need you. Like, he probably would have gone to the draft and gone, which one of you players can cartwheel on the spot? And they'd be like, what does he mean by that? And now they understand what is required of them. Yeah, Denver, Granger, Barras. Great cartwheeler? Yeah, he ranked number one in the um, uh, turbine. The combine? Combine. (laughs) Turbine? Combine. (laughs) I'm not good with words today. No, but so you're basically saying you can't move laterally either side. So they must think that... That was stopping the hurried player. Was a player being able to run east west? And now they're saying you get on the mark. And also, if you are on the mark, you can't change the players. Like the way Collingwood would always put Mason Cox on the mark yep. when people were having shots for goal. Can't do that anymore. Yeah, gotcha. So yeah. If, I, if you take a mark in front of me, I have to stand the mark, and no one else can do it. Yeah, and there's another one for the mark. The mark should be set at 15 meters from the centre of the kickoff line to start after for a kick in. So yes, this is from fullback. Instead of 10 metres, it's now yeah. 15. But having said that, they ran out of the square anyway, so that doesn't really matter, does it? Well, they ran out of the square, and when was the last time you saw a player... Smother uh, the ball? Yeah, coming out of fullback. I, I can't recall that. That's No, no. A long time ago. I mean, uh, I heard a thing a while ago on a podcast, a footy podcast, and they talked about how really the square doesn't need to be there anymore. The only reason it's there for now is for the mark Aesthetics? in the goal square. Oh yeah, yeah. That's so when point. they straighten you up and they, you know, have you kick it through. Um, but, yeah. But yeah, like it's that's that's its only purpose nowadays. Like there's there's yeah, no it doesn't, real doesn't other mean reason. anything, does it? No. What about in junior leagues? I suppose they still follow the AFL. They can just play on whenever you want. I imagine so. Yeah. I figure like yeah. most of those rules kind of uh, travel down to the um, uh, lower leagues. Upper leagues. Yeah. 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 Hey, uh, should we do some footballers in real life, man? Let's do that, man, before we head out. We've got a handful. We've got one from me, too. Have you? Yeah. Uh, from Dan. I was in Mount Tambourine, uh, Queensland, in a servo, and spotted a guy wearing a Dylan Friends shirt. Dylan Friends, uh, Dylan Buckley's podcast. Yes, which is a very popular podcast. Yeah, yeah. No, it's really fun. Um, Dylan Friends shirt. Turns around, Annex Alex Sexton from the Gold Coast Suns. Uh, there you go. For your information, he was borrowing a key to the bog hole to clear out <laughs> the sh- shelving passage. Wait, should I have said that bit? Yeah, that's okay. Okay. <laughs> it doesn't mean he's doing it, but that is what you do with it. Uh, from Dan, uh, very brief one on grand final day, Queensland Botanic Gardens, 11 a.m., Lime Scooter making good pace, Gil McLaughlin. There you go. Gil getting around on the Lime Scooters. Now, they're the ones that you hire, don't you? Now, uh, I that, that obviously about a month ago now that we got that. Oh, more than that now. Um, so Gil uh, was on the Lime Scooter because he had his car towed on grand final morning. 
Is that right? He parked at the wrong spot, so hence he got the scooter to get about to, uh, you know, fill in his duties during the day. I reckon, and wasn't it bucketing down on grand final day? I feel like around about five o'clock or six o'clock. Yeah, like, okay, so like, maybe he dodged it in the morning. Because I feel like they talked about uh, in build-up to the grand final on that day that they were like, we might need to push it back um, yep. for the weather. Um, but it didn't turn out to be as bad as they thought it might be. Because I reckon a, a, a wet gill on a scooter would be quite the sight. <laughs> gill on a scooter, like he's got to be about six and a half tall, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, yeah he would look a treat. It would look scooter. ridiculous. Yeah. A fool. <laughs> a buffoon. <laughs> uh, from Tom, spotted Rory Lobb at an event last night at Claremont's uh, showgrounds getting a spray from his girlfriend. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I only assume it was motivational. Otherwise, he's deep in the doghouse. Oh, Rory, that's no good. Not at the showgrounds. <laughs> you don't need a public dressing down. Uh, from Gordon, many years ago I was involved in um, Mini League uh, slash Auskick with AFL. Our group had the pleasure of presenting the medals to the winners at the Wizard Cup Grand Final, St Kilda v Crows at Football Park. A few oh, hours cool. before the match we had a practice run on the Oval with Craig Willis doing his thing. Only difference... What? Hang on. Craig Willis practices... Rehearsal, oh, yeah. I thought he was like off the cuff. Number two, Jared Ruffhead. Oh, says it beautifully. Three times. Four times. Uh, so, yeah, so this is a, a rehearsal for the Wizard Cup. Uh, like Gordon, one of the kids, uh, about to give the medal. Uh, uh, a few hours before the match, we had a practice run with Craig Willis doing his thing. Only difference, he was making up fake names for the pretend players during the rehearsals. None of the kids had any idea, but parents were in for a treat. I can't remember most of the names, but they included Butrus, Butrus, Garley, Bill Clinton, and Monica Lewinsky. Craig Willis, <laughs> you skellywag. Is that is that almost Craig Willis working blue? Yeah. Number four, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> uh, from Tom. Uh, I got a memory on Snapchat. Well, Snapchat, that's a blast from the past. Um, You're a TikTok man? Oh, mate, all about the talk. Uh, yeah. I got a memory from Snapchat from this day two years ago where me and my mates saw a bunch of eagles at Club Kahuna in Subiaco, Perth. Uh, I feel like I need to read ahead on this one because I'm not <laughs> sure what might come up. I no, read I it a while okay. back, but yeah. yeah. Um, uh, see attached a very poor quality photo of Gov getting attention from multiple women despite his fridge-like appearance. There was a whole okay. bunch of eagles there. Including so you're talking about Jerry Member Govan there getting a uh, getting a pick. Uh, yeah, uh, there was a whole bunch of eagles there, including Nick Nat, who was kind enough to share a bottle of champagne on the dance floor with me and a couple of mates. Oh, champagne showers! <laughs> Red Boo. <laughs> uh, quite possibly the greatest moment of my clubbing life so far. Mm. I think he took a liking to us because we were the only people below 25 not filming him to put on their Snapchat. Wow, mm. more Snapchat. Um, yeah. And that is, yeah, I like, I like his last bit. I have the decency to discreetly take photos like a weirdo so the great <laughs> men can enjoy their nights out. Gotcha. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. Always do it. Always do it, you know, subtly. I got a bit worried about that one, but yeah. But no, I think I think everything was fine there. Yeah. yeah. Very, very safe. Yeah. Uh, from friend of the show, Charlie Clawson. Um, he sent me a message a few, about a month ago, I reckon. Um, saw Christian Petrarca in Byron. Uh, took a photo over his shoulder. Uh, oh, did he? He has a tattoo of a sneaker on his calf. Oh, that's cool. Mm. That's really cool. Yeah, I wonder he what probably that might likes. Be. He probably likes sneakers. 
Yeah, I wonder what that was yeah. like. And then football in real life from me. Oh, yeah. I think I saw Chad Corns. Well, what do you mean you think, mate? You, you fucking know it's Chad Corns. I oh, know. It was very quick, though. So I saw a bloke. Uh, yep. I was in Darling Harbour in Sydney. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were wearing a white shirt. Uh, mm-hmm. They were walking along with a lady. And it was it was very quick. So I saw him and I was like, I think that's Chad Corns. But then he was gone. But he had the build. He was the height and the build. Yep. And so I'm okay. pretty I'm pretty certain it was. Now he uh, did he look like he could run all day? He he did. And actually he okay. um he, I looked him up because he was the coach at Giants for a bit. Uh, but now he's back at. But port. now he's back at Port. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah, you know, I can get there that he's in Sydney. What um, what around what time was this? Were South Australians allowed into New South Wales, Michael? Uh yeah, I think I think. I think it was more the other way around. New South Wales people weren't allowed into South Australia. Gotcha. Um, and so I think I would have to say this maybe about a month ago and it was about lunchtime. Um, okay. But I'm pretty certain it was Chad Corns. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, maybe a footballer in real life. Yeah. I'm, I'm, Possible. I'm, I'm, An 80% footballer in real life. I'm 80% sure, yeah. Yeah, but it was, okay. just, it was just very quick. And also, yeah. <laughs> you know... <laughs> when you see Chad Corns, you freak out, don't you? Yeah, no, that's true. That's true. You, you're too excited. <laughs> I mean, I saw you would have been yelling, "That's Chad Corns, everybody!" And everyone was like, "Fuck Chad Corns!" And then would have been a rush. I mean, it might have been. There was like a hundred screaming girls going, "Chad, yeah, Chad, yeah. Chad!" So that's no, fair enough. It's that a bit kind of a giveaway. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, made me think it was him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're gonna hit the road. We're junk time for pod at Gmail, at Twitter, and Facebook, and the gram. And we want to say thank you to for listening to us. Uh, once again, we probably won't be back on, I wouldn't imagine, this year. So we want to wish everyone a Merry uh, Christmas, Hanukkah, holidays, whatever you do. Hope you do it safely. Have a great New Year's, and we will catch you uh, next year. 2021. Go Hawks! Go Blues! Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.